Hello everyone, welcome to Versus And, our monthly roundup where we answer the questions that definitely need answering. Uh, I am Brent Lacey. I'm the assistant director of that thing under your bed. You know the one. David Holm. And I am the Kirk-obsessed, starship-hijacking genius, Nolan Lacey. That was weird. I uh, kind of wish you guys told me we were doing titles, but uh, anyway. So anyway, so I just got back from the movies. Yes. Uh, about, about an hour ago. How do you feel? I feel, I feel okay. I, uh, I waited through the whole credits. Oh yeah, yeah. there's no, there's no end scene. You just hear yeah. Iron Man smacking iron. So that was, I, I wasn't expecting, um, I'm assuming we could just talk about it, because like by the time this goes up, like it'll be yeah. several, it'll, several it'll months. It'll have yeah. been out for a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know they were going to like toss in the time travel thing. That was a that was a surprise. I I was okay with it until Steve Rogers showed up just on the park bench. Like if they had just pulled him back onto the tele, the little pad, mm-hmm. it would have made a lot more sense. Like he just stayed in the past and lived with his wife in a different reality, and then came back to deliver the shield as an old man. Like that would have that would have closed the time travel loop fairly okay in my head. Really, mm-hmm. all they had to do was go back and get the goddamn time stone and then come back and do everything else they needed with it. That's true. Fuck. Yup. Shit. But You're hey, right. <laughs> you can't have Captain America commenting on his own ass if you don't have him go fight himself. Yeah. Um, I, th- I feel like it was good leaving it a little vague with all the, the time stuff because anything... Like, the more people you have in a time travel story, the more holes you're going to poke into it. Yeah. Like, uh, have you guys seen Los Cronos Criminalis? Yes. That one is, like, pretty solid, and it's only got three people in it. Like, there's way fewer <laughs> links that can break. And if you have the entire MCU, like, there's going to be some plot holes Yeah. with time travel. Like, um, Nebula killing young Nebula, and then old Nebula not dying. Well, she's they they get over that by saying it's a different reality. Like they're not sure. traveling yeah. to their past; they're traveling to an alternate past. But still, like, yeah. why you know, didn't a... she just immediately go back to the future as soon as she woke up the first time? None of this would have happened, by the way. None none of the shit with Nebula would have happened if she had her own VPN. Um... <laughs> That's true. That's pretty weak. To like the whole thing came cascading down because. And you know, a good VPN to get is NordVPN. (laughs) Also not sponsoring this podcast. Tired of getting hacked by your future sister from the past? (laughs) Future sister from the past. So that part of, I was, you know, I could, I could swallow, I guess. I did think just killing baby Thanos would have been an easier. Yeah. You know, at least they, at least they gave a nod to that. Yeah. A lot of times that never happens in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Just take the easy way out. No. We bought all this film stock. We need to at least have <laughs> two more hours here. I was, a few months before the movie came out, I was crossing my fingers for like a like a Silver Surfer Galactus overlap. I know that they're owned by Sony, but... Yeah. They're owned by Fox. Oh, they're owned by Fox? Good yeah, try. Yeah, Fantastic Four is still owned by Fox. It's mm. just Spider-Man that's owned by Sony. But they, uh, everybody's pretty much predicting the next big universe-ending thing to be um, Secret Wars. So Doctor Doom is in charge of that, so hopefully there will be Galactus and Silver Surfer. Oh, man. And the Molecule Man, Owen Reese. I don't know him. He's know the either. Molecule Man, Owen Reese. Yeah. Is he another good small person? No, he is like a super Beyond Omega level power. Like a, a universal reality manipulation. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Like Matt Jim Jaspers, but like he can, I'm pretty sure he can just like create reality. So he's like a Beyonder. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, his powers come from the Beyonder. So full circle. I feel like those will be very difficult to put into a movie format. I don't think they're going to put, I, I, I think they'll MacGuffin it out. I don't think yeah. they're going to use Beyonders. Well, I just mean anything that's like beyond a mega level sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you reduce it to like two dimensions? <laughs> I want a what if movie. I, I want a movie 
Like if, if we're going to talk about like what we want in the future here for, for these new, you know, following this big final arc, I want a what if movie. That's just like a highlight reel hosted by Watu, the watcher. <laughs> I want that. Okay. Like, so like, um, bad. Like it looks like it's an eight millimeter old, like reel to reel. And he's in the background. Like, Oh yeah, this one's real good here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, it's like a clip show, like a Simpsons clip show. But like where things, they they, they go back or or uh, sorry not a clip show uh, uh, Treehouse of Horror it's three movies in one, um, follow three three stories, hosted by Watu. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty fucked up, wasn't it? Well, him and uh, the dog, what's his name? Um, Lockjaw. It's Black Bolt's dog, I thought. Yeah, Lockjaw. Yeah. Well, he's not Black Bolt's dog. He is another Inhuman. It's just the uh, the Terragon Mists turned his physical form into a teleportation dog. Where are you going with that? I'm not. I was just saying I think it would be oh. a good show with <laughs> Uatu and Lockjaw because Lockjaw's adorable and everybody loves dogs. So having a, you know, 8 foot tall, 700 pound, uh, you know, bulldog would be a pretty good addition. Mm-hmm. Like it the would. secret secret life of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I always like a good blatantly overpowered... Um, protagonist the Carol Danvers shows up at the yeah. end and just like I can just fight everything yeah I I actually really fucking loved that it it wasn't like it wasn't even a thing of, of overpowered to me it was more of a thing of like just finally someone who was on Thanos's level mm-hmm. and I, I just loved he headbutts her and, and she's just like the fuck ever man yeah it's, so good. It would suck getting your whole ship blown up in the past, though. Can you just imagine, like, the size of, like, the God damn it! <laughs> I was kind of hoping, like, as he sat down to start being, you know, dusted away, that he would mm-hmm. do something like that. Like, he just sits down and it's just like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Fucking uh, Nick Fury already got that one. I know, but it would have been funny. <laughs> Nick Fury got the only motherfucker in the entire <laughs> Marvel universe. Can you imagine the the size of that box set when it finally comes out? Oh yeah, like the eight hundred ninety five hour behind the scenes <laughs> document director's cut Jesus. with DVD commentary. Marvel Cinematic Universe. I want this. I would. I would pay someone to construct. All one through four, phase one through four Marvel movies into one continuous movie. Like, from the beginning. So you have to take every movie and cut it up to, like, what time period each scene is in. So you'd have, like, the first couple of scenes from Thor, and then you would have, like, all of Captain America, the first one, and then you would have Captain Marvel, and then, like, you'd have to stitch everything else together. It'd be like a three-day movie. I know. It'd be great. It'd be like 40 hours. I'd still fast-forward through like uh, Thor Dark World. (laughs) There's a couple cool parts in it. Uh, It's pretty to look at. I I Mm. don't know if it's even got that. So coming coming back to it, I I was impressed and then a little sidetracked and then impressed again with like this big Lebowski Thor. I live... (laughs) For, for depression Thor I'm gonna be depression Thor for Halloween mm-hmm. all I need is a wig mm-hmm. just, depressed Thor that's it was that dad bod Thor was that like a phase in the comics that I was not aware of like, I doubt it depressed Thor I don't have a clue I don't, even, I don't want to be the god of Thunder anymore <laughs> stupid <laughs> just I loved it so fucking much just talking about Jane at that meeting. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we used to. Um, my my girlfriend, my ex girlfriend. Um, we we just. Oh God, someone get him! Yeah, there he goes again. I like when Rocket slapped him. Honestly, I think that was my favorite conversation between two people when he's having like a panic attack. Mm-hmm. It's like, come here! No, no, stand right here! No, no, over here! Bam! <laughs> I can't remember if it was Infinity War or Endgame, but Rocket uh, mentioning to Bucky how much for the arm. Oh, it's the very end of Infinity War. Oh, okay. And then I like um, Millennial Hulk. <laughs> that's that's Professor Hulk, to be fair. Yeah. 
I, I thought it was like a little nod to um, Joe, Joe Fixit. Fix Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but there was Joe Fixit. There was another version of like cogent Hulk, right? Well, there's perfect Hulk or something. It, there's, uh, I, I guess, is it is perfect Hulk and like World War Hulk, where he, he mm-hmm. Bruce Banner gained sentience in the Hulk's body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's also like the the old man Logan comics where he's gained sentience as well. I would every time it cut to a shot of him, I was like, "Fuck!" They get a hoodie that was like <laughs> half of everyone is dead. Like manufacturing and the economy is crazy. You can get like these custom made nine XL. Like, he had a suit on during Tony Stark's funeral. I can't imagine, like, well, the cost of a suit. That... Well, everybody's back by then. They did not make him a suit. Yeah, there, there, there's... If you thought it was hard to find a tailor who could make the Hulk a suit mm-hmm. in less than an hour before... Sna- <laughs> like, yeah, it just opened so many more questions. I Well, I think it was easier to do because there were a lot more resources available. And, you know, when you have more resources, it takes less people to do the job. Are you trying to, like, are you trying to like sugarcoat the Thanos extinction, David? I I am don't, trying. I am. Don't be on the wrong side of history here, man. <laughs> I mean, everyone seems to be applauding the Avengers for being on it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> I loved the bit where Steve was just like, "Well, I um, I saw a pot of whales on the Brooklyn Bridge oh, yeah. this morning, and I was just kind of like, is this where we talk about how this actually wasn't that bad of an idea? I mean, he already did it. <laughs> um, we got back, Tanvi, my wife, was like, he didn't like how they kind of glorified violence and war. I was like, good point. You're like 18 movies a bit late for that. Like, <laughs> that's kind of the reoccurring motif here. Imagine yeah. that. It's like every movie ends in a fight scene. But like, you know, Avengers mediation would make a good movie too. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch, watch it. it. Yeah. I. Oh my God. Especially if we can get uh, Professor Thor to be the HR manager. Professor Hulk. That. Yeah. Sorry. What did I say? Professor Thor. Which is like a whole different version of Thor that we could dive into. Shit. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Professor Hulk, uh, as the HR manager of that, I, mm-hmm. I would love to see him mediate. Someone someone online uh, was saying that... It's like, okay, it's a three-hour movie. You're going to need to pee at some point. Best time to go where you don't miss anything important is when they're having lunch with the Hulk. Uh I didn't do that. I actually managed to make it through the whole movie without having to pee. But when that scene happened, I realized how much bullshit that that statement was. Because the Hulk dabbing is one of the single most important (laughs) things in the entire goddamn film. I just, like, everything from reading comics as a, a kid that ended up being in that, which... To be fair, is mostly like Elseworld kind of, you know, what if Steve Rogers picked up Thor's hammer kind of shit. But like, yeah. that was so cool to see in the movie. Oh yeah, that was definitely yeah. that was the highlight of my nerd boner for that three hours. <laughs> yeah. The uh, like, oh, the entire yeah. theater started clapping. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. When um when we were at our theater, the one we go to is like. A super nerdy small theater. It's only got like a hundred seats in it. Is that the one downtown? They bring you drinks and snacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sunray. Sunrise. Sunray. 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 Um. Anyways, like the it's they the owners come in and like thank everybody for coming to such a big movie at such a small theater and like they do it up really big and it's a lot of fun. But like everybody in the theater was there opening night for like the same reason so all the commentary was really on point so right after hawkeye's family disappeared mm-hmm. the guy behind us just went i don't think i'm emotionally ready for this <laughs> <laughs> but then like the very next scene is when it pops up on the screen and says like oh no i guess after they kill thanos it goes five years later mm-hmm. and that same guy in the spongebob voice went five years later <laughs> <laughs> like the whole movie I would just turn around and look at him like what's he gonna what do you say got? for this what do you got <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there was a kid I wish I wish my experience 
with people had been better uh, <laughs> like yours because my experience was some lady sitting in the uh, uh, to the left of me talking to her son who was you know like probably my age who was two seats down from her uh, when Hawkeye's family disappeared and she goes people still dying and I was just like ma'am you do not need to be here yeah. if, if you're hung up here Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whip out a pen and a pad like here. Just take notes. We'll review at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but there's not enough time to bring you up to speed right now. Have you guys ever seen the um, the Patton Oswalt bit uh, <laughs> where he's doing like a... Uh, um, yes. A filibuster. A filibuster, yeah. For Parks and Rec, was it? Yeah. Of, and, of, it was uh, for the next Star Wars movie, and Thanos shows up in it. Yes. Yes. This was on Parks and Rec? Or this was a It was on bit? Parks and Rec. He he made it up. There's a YouTube video that they've done, like, an extended version of it, because I guess in the show they cut it after, uh, like, a minute. But he goes on oh, for, yeah. like, 12 minutes or some bullshit like yeah. that. <laughs> and, like... It's about Star. It starts off with Star Wars, but then it cuts to like Tony Stark finding like a rip in reality, and he and the X Men show up, and like they're fighting Tie Fighters and shit. And then like this is all like animated. Or no, they have, like... someone did animate it, but the original thing was just him standing at a podium. Oh, he's just yeah. explaining it. But I, I would fucking die to see them do that, like. Because Disney owns all of the properties that he was talking about now. Right. You can shuffle them all together. Right. Yeah. So just have, like, one big fucking, like, three-hour fight scene of Star Wars, X-Men, Avengers, like, all of that. It would be a lot to keep up with. Yeah, I mean, I... it would be, like, audio-visual masturbation. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty much what it would be. we got to be careful because <sighs> we don't want to go Man of Steel where it's just mm. like at some point there's just a fight scene that's literally just 30 minutes long. Do you remember the movie Steel with Shaquille O'Neal, 1993? Yes. yes. No. What is what is this? <laughs> it's like uh, it's a nod to John Henry Irons. Is that right? Um, All I can think of is Colossus, uh, and that's not even the same universe. No. Um, he's like uh, weapons. It's like it's like the first Iron Man. As far as the plot, like, he designs weapons, they're putting the hands of wrong people, so he has to go vigilante to, like, put things right. But it's, Sha- it's Shaquille O'Neal the whole time. Was this before oh or after God. Kazam? This was after Ka- Shazam. Okay. Was it Kazam or Shazam? Hold on. Because this is a thing of the Mandela effect. Uh, because I could have sworn it was Sinbad. No. No, that's the one that everybody thinks it is. It's not... It is not Sinbad. It's Shaquille O'Neal. It's Kazam. Was Sinbad in it? No. You have three wishes. <laughs> Choose wisely, and there's no wish for more wishes. Someone gets turned into a basketball at some point, and I could have sworn that it was Sinbad. No. It could have been something else. Those They come in pairs, you know, like Deep Impact and uh, Armageddon. <laughs> Asteroid movies, same year. There could have been something else. Uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out the same year as um, middle-aged, anxious salamanders. <laughs> and I or or battle toads. Battle toads. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, someone found the Shazam with Sinbad. That's a Photoshop. <laughs> this is a YouTube video. I'm I'm trying to see it. Mm. This can't be real. Oh man. oh man, I am distraught. You've been lied to, David. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> God damn it. Did you did you figure it out? It's not real. No. I'm sorry. This is completely far far away from in game. I just Did you see Nolan get back to your point? About DC, did you see uh, Robert Pattinson as next Batman? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a bad choice. Okay, I think I think he's a good actor. I think Twilight will follow him and haunt him forever. Yeah, sure. I think he could do it. I mean, at least he would put more effort in than Ben Affleck. So like, Batfleck, Batfleck, Batfleck. 
My parents are dead! I tell you what, I really hope we just skip the origin story. Cause... No, we gotta do it again. Yeah, come on, have no, to... it's important. His parents die. Yeah. We've done it so many times. That's why, how he's... How else would you know that he becomes it's, Batman? It's the same with Spider-Man. I was so happy that uh, Homecoming didn't delve into that shit. Speaking of Spider-Man, Far From Home, do... Looks so do, good. Do people, like, not know Mysterio's a bad guy? Like, do he they not... He doesn't look very bad guy in the preview. But uh, his whole his whole shtick, like, his origin story is that he come... He, he, he does crimes... And then also solves the crimes that he does, so people will reward him for being a good guy. Yeah. Did you, I, did you like push your glasses up before you I, said that? I did. <laughs> well, actually, I did. What people don't. Well, know. here's well, here's the thing, Nolan. Is is that's what I'm gaining from this fucking uh, from this trailer? Because like, what he's fighting is basically like a giant uh, water elemental thing, right? It's, it's yeah. So. He was also, like, a big special effects dude. Yeah. So all I can figure is that this is, like, all a ploy that he, he's doing. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I thought that was... When you say people, do you mean moviegoers? Normies. Okay, I am so sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant people in the Marvel Universe. No, no, I mean, like... <laughs> no, I mean, like, the the mass audience of, of Marvel now. Because, like, I remember... Growing up, watching the uh, Spider-Man cartoon, and it was great, and I loved it. And like, I even liked Mysterio, even though he was a bumbling idiot. Because like, no, Mysterio is fun. Yeah, he's just a big special effects artist. He doesn't. That's all he does. He's got like smoke bombs and a fucking you know mirror ball head. So like, when I saw that Jake Gyllenhaal got cast, and I'm like, oh shit, what are they gonna put him as? And it's like Mysterio. It's like seriously. (laughs) I mean, like. They could have gotten, like, Jared Leto or something to do it, and then it would have really No, been... they couldn't have. No, they could not have. Please do not put Jared Leto in any more of, I, my, f- of my favorite villains. I hate to tell you, David, he's already in an upcoming Spider-Man spinoff movie. No. Uh, oh, shit, what's it called? It's, it's one of the vampires in Morbius. 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 He's like a villain that starts and ends on himself, but in... Inverted. Yeah. <laughs> Guess, that's exactly uh, what he is. That's fine. He can be that guy. Honestly, I always thought that guy was kind of shitty. Yeah, no, he's pretty. He's a pretty dumb enemy, but like... Yeah. Don't put him in any of the cool enemy spots is what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing. So, like, Venom... I haven't seen Venom. I have not watched it. You haven't seen it? But, like... Ooh, no. It's, it's very you should good. see it. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people thought it was very bad. A lot of people can suck a dick. But, like... It's fun to watch. It's a good movie. Sure. Sure. Like, I have plenty of movies that are, like, fun to watch that are bad movies, and I get that. But apparently Sony didn't think it was going to perform well, so they just were like, okay, whatever, we're not going to hint any Spider-Man things because we don't want to piss Disney off if it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. And then it made a ton of money, so they were like, all right, we're going to keep making these spin-off things and hope that Sony or Marvel will let us put or villains into their movies. Oh. So yeah. that's what that's why Morbius is getting his own movie. Yeah. Okay. Is Woody Harrelson Carnage still a thing? Anybody heard anything about that? Um What? I no. You didn't well you didn't It's it's there's an illusion a, a reference made to it. Yeah. It's not part of the major plot. Even though you're like you're like a year and a half too late. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, whatever. All I want is, like, someone... Who would play Craven? That's my question. If you're getting Jared Leto to play Morbius, who's going to play Craven? The Hunter? Yes! Burt Reynolds is dead. Yeah, uh, yeah that would that would have been a good one. Nick Offerman. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. It would be a good dynamic between him and Jared Leto, I guess. So anyway, what um, what else is on y'all's plate? I am on fourth book of Dark Tower and third book of Warhammer and third book of The Expanse. Technically, it's not Warhammer because those books are licensed through the Black Library. 
Games Workshop has not given those the thumbs up as the canonical background. Did you like push your glasses up again right before? I you did. Just... I am. Well, I'm doing that a lot. <laughs> just, they're on your forehead at this point. Yeah, I know. They're going to be like on the back here. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're on my second set of eyes. I think you guys have forgotten about that. Mm. Oh, I got, yeah. I got that you know third and fourth eye installed so that I could continue pushing my glasses up. It's just glasses all the way down. <laughs> I just um, have a much larger nose, and I start at the tip. I'm surprisingly also on the fourth book of the Dark Tower series. Uh, I am also starting the uh, starting the sixth book of the Dristo Erden series. What is that? It is um, Forgotten Realms. I guess Wizards of the Coast D and D book. Oh, about a dark elf ranger who's pretty awesome. Uh-huh. He's pretty. He's pretty great. Him and his friends. Um, I got to get back into that one. Yes, you do. <laughs> What's it called? Well, the the series is the Dark Elf series, or it starts off with the Dark Elf trilogy, and then it goes to the Icewind Dale trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the one I'm finishing up with my next Audible credit. And if you go to Audible, no. <laughs> <laughs> our other sponsor, today. Our, another non-existent sponsor. I'm writing his name in the um, chat because Jesus Christ. It's very difficult listening to those books and then trying to look up stuff online. Oh, yeah. How the fuck do you spell that? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. especially when he's in... Um, uh, Menzo Baranzan. Yeah, when he, he's from Menzo Baranzan. And when they say their house name, it's uh, Dermon and Ashesbernon. And I was like, how the fuck is that spelled? I cannot look this up. <laughs> so I just typed in, like, Drizzed family name, and it just <laughs> fucking... It's not spelled how you think it is. Can you can you say that for me? Uh, Var. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he did the same thing I did, though. It's... He- it's uh, it's pronounced apparently Guinevar. No, I, for for like over time of saying it exactly how you did uh-huh. over time, just started calling her Gunwaver. Gunwaver, yes. <laughs> so it's G U E N H W Y V A R. Yeah, I could suppose I could see Guinevar. If you want a super fucked up name, is that first one an I or an L? I. Ingolocastamnizilian. That's that's not far off. It's it's Ingolocastimitzilian, and I don't know why there's a pause there. But every time the guy <laughs> says it, he pauses. Uh huh. I think he has to. Yeah, I think he has to. Yeah. Yeah. There's too many moving parts in your mouth. Yeah. So yeah, like he started talking about that dragon in the book, and I was like, Oh, that's a dragon. That's like 14 syllables, yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, That's sort of where he gets Isingneth, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the dragon's name in common is Isingneth. Okay. So then he gets the, the scimitar there, which we are giving a lot of spoilers away, David. It's... It's it's a 35-year-old book, I know. Yeah, I was about to say, it's a 35-year-old book, and he, like, man, he is famous for having two magic scimitars, dog. It's... It, it, he has so much shit that you are going to just... Brent, to bring this something to, that you would relate it to, he is kind of like the Harry Dresden of D&D. Okay. It just keeps going up and up and up and up. Yeah, because he keeps... he keep People keep owing him favors, and he keeps getting new skills, and like everything that he acquires is like this crazy, magical, powerful item, like every time he gets something. But he... He like he uses it all for like very good. He doesn't have any. I I don't know much about Harry Dresden, but from what you've told me, he's a little he's a little dubious sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, but aren't, aren't we all? You know, yeah. <laughs> not Dritz. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Dritz. that's true. Dritz will like he will. Well, he's not a human, right? No, no. He's, he's 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 a, he's a drow. But like I I think Nolan the the. Character you're describing in in this books is more probably uh, Jarlaxle, um, really. Who who R. A. Salvatore actually at one point like when he was writing the the last book in the se- quote unquote last book in the series, uh, actually went online 
under a you know like a, a different screen name or something and post it somewhere can someone make a list of all the cool thing all cool magic items jarlaxle has because i've forgotten yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there's a list somewhere yeah oh yeah no someone gave him a list well apparently um george r, r. martin when he's looking to do research on his own books so because they're so goddamn big and sprawling, he'll just go to the official Wikipedia and post and ask questions and people will do research for him because, like, it's not worth his time to look up through all of the stuff he's written when well, people have the answers. You, also, you can't control F on a typewriter. That's true. <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of licking your thumb and just flipping through the... <laughs> no, no, no. No. So, I'm looking at the list here. Were there, either of you guys, were there any any of these that jumped out and you have some ideas already brewing? Batman versus Iron Man. Yeah, we could do that. But, I mean, my, my stance on, on that has always been that they would just... I I've always feel like it would wind up with a draw of them just, like, winding up, fighting each other shirtless on the top of a building until like neither of them can move anymore and then they fall down and just start laughing their fucking asses off and they go get shawarma <laughs> but bruce wayne eats his shawarma with a knife and fork he does oh yeah yes i mean tony's from new york so like he's at least got some more street it. smarts yeah yeah um what about any type of like class differences here you guys been doing a lot of work on the D side are there any two i can take an opposition like what 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 do you have a strong feeling about nolan what do you have a strong feeling about because i know i can disagree with it <laughs> i'll i'll tell you one thing until until you created your character i fucking hated gnomes really um i think they're the stupidest fucking race in the whole damn game even um bellward disengulp he is the one exception. <laughs> he's no, he's he's more machine the one than one exception. He's he's the reason I picked a gnome. I liked him so much that I had to play. As I think one. it was ruined for me a while ago when someone tried to make a new a gnome druid and play it as a healer, and I was like, "That's the stupidest fucking thing you could ever come up with in your entire goddamn life." So you 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 take a stance, man, and I'll, so, I'll yeah, okay, so fuck it's... out of it. It's gnome versus something else. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I guess I would take the stance for gnomes being a good race. <laughs> a viable, playable race. It, the, here's the first one. Uh, who's best to take on a road trip? So, we, I think we should make it gnomes versus halflings, which is, you know, which is the better short people race. And you're not, you're not limited to one franchise here. Oh shit! So oh. this is this is like just gnomes in general, and any halflings. I'm 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 giving you a lot of wiggle room, you know. Yeah. So if you're going on a road trip, you have a you have a you have a Ford Escort. <laughs> has to. That's what you have to work with. Who's your Who's your co-pilot for a road trip? I mean, if it's in a Ford Escort, absolutely a gnome because they wear shoes, and like I don't. I don't want a halfling in there in a tiny ass, you know, like three cubic meter car with their feet out. That's no, I, I couldn't do that. I would much rather have, you know, someone who doesn't wear shoes in the car than someone who is constantly going to be tinkering because it's the only thing they can do with their entire lives. Like it's a halfling when it gets bored is probably going to like turn on the radio and maybe you guys are going to rock out to some jock jams or something. A gnome, if it gets bored is going to start trying to make acid in your car on the dashboard. And are we talking uh, clarification? Are we talking, uh, Sigourney Weaver alien acid or fear and loathing yes. Las Vegas acid? No, the, the Bernie bad. Kind. Okay. Okay. Um, not the, not the trippy bad. Kind. Okay. <laughs> The one where the car actually melts, not you think. Yes, it's not, exactly. not you melt through the car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, to be fair, halflings would definitely have better snacks. I will say that. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, they have they got a lot of snack times. Usually, they they bring some sausages and stuff. So like, those are all very good things. 
But again, we've already established this is a Ford Escort, and maintenance is gonna be necessary. Very true. So, you know, the halfling's gonna be lazy, and they're just gonna, like, pelt you with sausages and stuff, while the gnome, if you give them a task, will repair the car. Repair is a relative term there. Um, I, I need you to think about every mad scientist in every, like, scenario where they quote-unquote fix something and actually what they do is they turn it into something they think is better but is actually incredibly dangerous and terrible that that is what gnomes live for meanwhile you got uh, you got a fucking halfling buddy over here who is not only not gonna throw sausages at you he's gonna hand them to you while you wait on triple a to come and fix your fucking car because com- but okay all right let's let's just look at the list of movies gnomes have starred in we have gnomeo and juliet they're they're deep and passionate lovers you have already lost you have already lost <laughs> if that is your first <laughs> is- I, I had originally uh, i had originally awarded nolan five points for using uh pelt with sausages within the first five minutes <laughs> But uh, Nomeo and Juliet definitely clears the board again. But oh, okay. Well, but then there's Sherlock gnomes. I, I was mean... just about to say. I swear <laughs> to God, if you say that one, uh, <laughs> movies based entirely on the concept of puns. That's it. Uh, that yeah. is all those are based on. <laughs> there's Blood Gnome. So okay, I guess we're going a little bit far afield about who you'd want in a car with you. Uh, if, if there's No Malone one and two. That's that's true. And that kind of, you know, from the advertising, it looks like they're trying to fight the girl. What? The the poster. It looks like the gnomes are trying to, like, they look like evil gnomes trying to kill her. She's wearing, like, a, a helmet, a pan helmet. She's got, like, a spatula, and all the gnomes are on the ground, and one is, like, glowing. Oh, that's an actual thing. Yes, Gnome Malone. Wow. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I guess you were making it up, but I'm not. I'm looking at a poster for it. Oh, yeah, no, I was just running with it. <laughs> I need you to find me one gnome movie that doesn't have a pun in it. I need you to find me that. That doesn't have a pun? Like, in the name? Yes, have have a pun in the name. A gnome named Norm. Mm. That's kind of punny. There's, there's, it's going off the onomatopoeia shit. To be fair, Norm is also spelled G-N-O-R-M. All right, yeah, uh, no, there. that's still a pun. <laughs> <laughs> the G is silent. So we're in, um, with your Ford Escort, like Nolan said, I, maintenance is probably an issue. Once you have broken down, uh, who's better to have? So it, D- David is worried about the the improvements going too far with a gnome. Mm-hmm. And uh, my caveat to that is there is no such thing as improving a Ford Escort at all because it is a terrible, terrible vehicle. So anything that they think is making it better is probably making it better here's the thing man if it if if this car breaks down and you need to have someone with you to fix it you are already fucked no matter who you have with you the only thing a friend is good for when your car breaks down is standing over it uh, is standing over it with you being just as confused as you are i i don't think i know anyone who knows cars well enough for me to feel confident in what they're doing uh, when they say, hey, let me try and fix this. I know a thing or two about cars when I'm in the middle of Mobile, Alabama, just just got no idea where I'm going. Wait, do you know do you know a worse place to break down would be, though? Where? Nome, Alaska. Ooh, that would be pretty bad. So uh, for for clarification... Is what uh, what model year Escort are we looking at? Are we looking at like the 1995 Escort that also came in a hoopty, or yeah, are we look? This is a 95. A lot of sharp corners. A lot of sharp corners. Mm-hmm. Not the smooth and sleek NCC 1701 Escort that we got <laughs> I, in the latter half of the 90s. Yeah, I was about to say you guys drove a Ford Escort for a while, didn't you? We mm-hmm. did. That's yeah. that's why we know it's such a shitty car. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the engine ran well. Nothing else did. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, depending on how long you have the gnome in there, and if you allow him to bring friends, 
I think that's that's really where the gnome argument breaks down. If if it's one gnome, I think they get bored and they do useful things. I think if you have six gnomes, I, I think they try and take over the car. I think they commandeer it. Thank you for arguing for me. I never said that was necessarily a bad thing. It I just is absolutely a bad thing. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's <laughs> that would be a great start to an adventure. No, 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 no. no. Great start to an adventure is a whole bunch of hobbits in your car doing nothing but singing, uh, eating food, and just hot boxing the fuck out of your car. <laughs> I do think that's more hobbit esque than gnome esque. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is no. That's what I'm saying. It, that that's the start of an adventure. That that car never leaves the driveway. <laughs> it doesn't need to. You know what right? I mean? <laughs> Escort or no. Apparently they have, uh, they're thinking about reintroducing the Ford Escort. They have some new concept art. I remember, this is a random offshoot, but Brent, didn't you put, like, underlights on that thing at one point? Yeah, I had neons inside. Yeah. (laughs) We had one speaker in the back that took up the whole trunk. It was quite loud. I actually just got rid of all that stuff. Really? Yeah, it was in the Mustang when it got totaled. Ah. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not... Gotta disassemble this stereo system in the middle of a junkyard in a crunched up car. Whatever. Now I have a Subaru, which until four months ago, uh, I assumed was an Australian company. No, it's Japanese. Well, I know that now. What? Yep, yep. Never came up. I just, that wasn't filed in the back of my mind. Like, Subaru, Australian. It sounds, it sounds Australian. Well, it's got the stars on the logo, you know? Like, that too. Like the flag. And it was like Outback, you know, it's like... I mean, easy, Japan, easy and, to... uh, Japan and Australia are really big trading partners, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. Okay, so um, I would say you know, between the TARDIS and the phone booth, which one has a stickier floor? I mean, there's, there's more room in the TARDIS, obviously, so like... It is bigger on the inside, yeah. More places that you could spill something. And, but, and many things have died. As, as a point of order. Many things have died in the TARDIS. Who's, whose fucking side are you on? <laughs> I'm, I'm not on either, because you have, like, Genghis Khan in the Bill and Ted phone booth, and he's got to be a sticky, sticky boy. Yeah, now, I was, I was, if we're talking about... Uh, if, if we're going to talk about stickiness to space, like, ratio, uh, Bill and Ted's phone booth is 100% sticky. That's, that's it. I mean... Genghis Khan fucked it up, like like you said, and honestly, I don't think Bill and Ted helped either. <laughs> no, anything that you yeah pick up in the Circle K parking lot on your shoes is only going to add to the stickiness inside said phone booth. Yeah, I I will say there are probably rooms in the TARDIS that have very sticky floors. Some for science reasons, some not, but. <laughs> If if we're talking ratios here, I I think it's Bill and Ted because it's only the one floor. It is not bigger on the inside. That is that is true. I mean, but can we at least give a nod to the possibility that you know a society that uses a phone booth as a time travel device has like taken hygiene and stuff into account? I mean, we can. They I mean they sent it back from. It's not like this thing was like cobbled together until the very end. I mean, they do they do go to the future, and to be fair, that future does look very clean. I mean, we can we can think and hope whatever the fuck we want, Brent. I, it doesn't change the fact that it's still a phone booth, which until about uh, two thousand three were just basically bathrooms for homeless. Oh, yeah. Do we need to explain what phone booths are? Because some people uh, might not. We right. might have to. <laughs> so before the year 2003, there used to be phones. What do you mean? Like a place to leave your cell phone? <laughs> Why they were you... not places that you just charged your cell phone. Okay, so uh, I, I think I think we'll give the, the TARDIS the points on that one, simply because David insinuated there are entire rooms dedicated to sex stickiness. He wasn't insinuating at all. He was talking about, like, candy making. Mm, Candy making. Is that what we're calling it? (laughs) Okay, so, uh, you know, they both have... They're both different styles of phone booth. 
Um, which one is more likely to be figured out in the time that it is most appropriate? What? So, like, they both go to time periods that they're appropriate in. Okay. Which, which one is more likely to be figured out as a time machine accidentally? Mm, which one's most likely to be outed? Mm-hmm. In a scenario, like, you're not taking into consideration all the places in time where it would stand out just because it's... Yeah, like, like they're not going back to, like, the medieval times and picking up their girlfriends. Like, they just go to, like, 1985. Mm-hmm. Or for David's, they go to, like, 1960. I'm, I am very sorry. I looked up when phone booths actually started phasing out. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> David's just entertaining himself over here. I, so, I wonder I when like, they actually did. I wonder. It was 2001. AT&T was the first one to stop to start pulling them out. Oh. Um, so you'll learn something so I, on the show. I was close. I was very close. I said, which one is more likely to be found out in the appropriate time frame that it fits? Well, as far as the Bill and Ted time machine, I think it. first thing you got to think about is where have you parked it, right? Outside uh, 7-Eleven, a Circle K... Um, a half decrepit empty mall, shopping mall, bus stop, bus station. I think you got a pretty good chance of blending in. Technically speaking, the TARDIS can change its shape whenever it wants, uh, but its chameleon circuit is broken, so it never does. So just just on the basis of theory, the TARDIS could could go without being found ever if someone would fix that broken part but uh if we're in um if we're in the david, uk david this show is very serious we're not arguing theory here tell me how the tardis would be found out <laughs> uh if it was in the U- if it was uh in the uk anytime outside the window of 1877 uh to now then it would look out of place yes Okay, I guess I guess a follow-up question is, Brent, how accurate is the parking on the Bill and Ted phone booth? Because they make it seem like parking it is very difficult. It's not an easy thing. So there's a couple... Okay, so when the booth leaves and simultaneously returns towards the end of the movie in the parking lot, it lands exactly in the same spot. Also, at the end of the... First movie or second movie when they they leave and they learn to play and grow beards and come back. That also uh, lands in the exact same spot. So I'd say they probably have it calibrated down to a couple inches. Uh, But then when you look in the, uh, what do they call the the circuits of time? Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of pitch and yaw control on this thing. (laughs) They They do lose that control. Is there acceleration thrust holding them in? Uh, is this real gravity? It, it looks more like an electromagnetic thing, like they're pushing through different fields. Mm-hmm. So I'd say if you knew where, if you had already been where you were going, it's easy to find the same spot again. But if you're looking for a new place, it's probably it's probably like parallel parking in a city. Like if you live there and you know you'll fit in the spot, it'll go right there. But if it's a new city. Especially in the evening, maybe it's raining. Might be a little more difficult to park. Okay. Okay. We're talking so, about phone booths, right? Yes. Yeah. So same question for you, David. I mean, Doctor Who, uh, you know, frequently crashes and runs into things, and it seems like parking is a bitch. Uh, a- actually, if you don't mind, it's just the Doctor. Um, uh, Pushing those I'm, glasses I'm, up. I'm not. Yeah, they are. They are almost on my back at this point um i'm not even gonna gonna try with this one this thing can't park to save its fucking life he he straight up parks it right in front of a wall once and then opens the door and hits his face on the wall it uh nah like there's no saving this (laughs) i'm calling it patient is dead (laughs) well i think uh, i think we give the points to brent because he thinks that parking in the middle of a parking lot is where phone booths belong yeah i'm I mean, hey man, you asked like how easy you could do it, right? <laughs> I but the the original question was would it be found out? And I think if there's a phone booth in the middle of a Circle K parking lot, that stands out just a little. Oh, I thought this was a separate question. Middle of parking lot versus like 
halfway sticking protruding of a, from a building. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's 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 more correct, I guess. I mean, it does straight up get hit by a spaceship at one point, like the SS Titanic, which yeah. was ironic. Uh, <laughs> so I think the uh, the last question I have for that one is clearly who who has better gas mileage? I mean, like who is the more ecologically friendly time traveling device? Because you know, it it seems like they they both discuss how difficult it is to travel in time. So who's who's uh who's depleting the ozone faster? I mean, I know it's not. I know it's not the TARDIS. The TARDIS runs on the Eye of Harmony, which I'm pretty sure is is basically the time travel version uh, of solar power, which like I I think it feeds on time and then. Uh, the exhaust is also time. <laughs> this is like drifting into Flash territory. Where like every answer is the speed force. <laughs> it's uh, it eats so, time. So, it breathes time. It is time. I mean, if anything, actually, this is this is a good thing because the Eye of Harmony is it's it's the suspended time around an exploding star in the act of becoming a black hole. So we have effectively taken away uh, a black hole that was about to be formed, which we all know there's too many of, I, I, you know, all this global warming. Thanks Obama. Um, you know, for all these black holes showing up in space, TARDIS, if there were more of them, these things would be helping the space environment. You know, that's, that's, that's just the kind of thing I expected to hear, you know? If we don't use these fossil fuels responsibly, you know, they might really muck everything up. <laughs> you're, you're like, we're taking them out of the ground and storing them properly. So in the air. In a con- yeah, there's way more room in the air to store them. We're storing these black holes so other people don't. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm just saying, yeah, but it doesn't turn them into exhaust. Hasn't the TARDIS, like, broken time before? Like, hasn't there been a whole storyline that, like, the ship was breaking time? Whose fucking side are you on, Nolan? I'm just, I'm asking the <laughs> questions that need to be asked. I don't know if they I ever mean, even address the uh, the time-traveling phone booth in Bill and Ted, what it's powered by, do they? No, I don't think they do. I know that you can repair it with chewing gum. Yeah, that's that is a pretty easy repair. And I must say, if uh, something's that like shoddily put together, you're probably not just like probably not winning gold star in the emissions tests. <laughs> this is are you are you saying that like this is the equivalent of like one of those bikes that you build yourself for like a catalog? Mm, I'm more saying it's like. Uh, like a like a supposedly low emission VW diesel, and then you know, <laughs> oh, actually, it's not only polluting now, but it's polluting in other timelines that I've traveled to. Do you think in Bill and Ted's that like it's such a polluting factor that like when they go to the future, they've actually programmed the time circuits to like bring everybody way, way, way the fuck back in time, so they're not living in the polluted future that they've created. Like, that's the original purpose? Yeah. They're just slowly getting to another place to live? Yeah. Could be. That's like, uh... What's another one that's like that, where they're leaving, looking for a new... The Golden Torque? Oh, yeah. The Many Colored Land? Yeah. Yes. Gonna go back in time. Water World. Water... <laughs> <laughs> Wet Mad Max. <laughs> so I, I, I do think, I do think uh, the TARDIS would get better... Uh, emissions test then uh, i think i think that's a little more environmentally friendly yeah well you want to do one with uh, me and brent and david in, in y'all's best opinion which wizard do you think would be more successful as a barber as a barber mm. we're talking haircuts mm-hmm. and straight razor shaves um, well, you know, there's this crazy fashion going around now where people are, like, lighting their hair on fire and using a bunch of wax and, like, doing shit like that to, to style hair. Yes. And I think, uh, I think the 20th century kooky version of Merlin would be best at doing, like, really artsy hairstyles. Like, 
but unintentionally. <laughs> like he would start cutting your hair and then he'd turn around and like frogs would come out of your ears and he would like freak out. But now all your hair and your ears is, is gone and waxed and it was like magic. This this sounds like a very bespoke haircut. Oh, know? yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's super expensive and you can only pay in like emeralds. <laughs> it's only currency he accepts. Um, I think as far as keeping up with hairstyles, um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Harry Dresden on this one. Most, most like grounded in reality. Um, had up until a certain point a uh, regular day job, so I feel like uh, it might be more on his level here. But I do know he would not have it for long because he would end up burning the building down or owing yeah, somebody something or. Yeah, I feel like he'd be better to start, but he definitely wouldn't have the uh, longevity success of like a long term career i could see him screwing up somebody else's beard or haircut that came in you know like odin comes in for a trim and he messes up something and oh yeah and then and then odin yeah crushes the building yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. see merlin is very uh he's very personable so i don't think he would run into that problem he gets along with most people you just have to get over the kookiness all right i think points points go to nolan for that one boo Purely for saying some sort of success. <laughs> um. <laughs> did I like talk myself out of my own? You, you I think did. this one, but then maybe not which, this one. Which, which wizard would be the best barber? Let me tell you which one would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in your opinion, what wizard would be the most likely to loan you $5? Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, a one Mr. Chris Angel. <laughs> because Are we loving him? We're really expanding the category of wizards here now. <laughs> because we are, I think... Uh, we are... I mean, I mean, anyone can be a wizard You would now. get the five in your hand and you would look down and it would become a 20. Mind freak. Mm-hmm. But then it's a dove. <laughs> <laughs> He could probably give a good haircut, too. I think Chris Angel would be the wizard most likely to ask you to borrow five bucks. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. This one broke me. Five who? Who? Yeah. What do I I have for that? Can we count Yoda as a wizard? If we're counting Chris Angel... Yeah. How big is this circle here? He's a space wizard. Space wizard. Okay. I I mean, what is a Jedi but a wizard? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Science I think uh, space wizard Master Yoda would be okay loving you five bucks. Oh, but the stories you would have to put up with. Mm. Back in my day, do you know what you could get with five bucks? Back <laughs> start he start running one of those rants. Back in my day, I had to fight a Sith to get five bucks both ways up a hill. Kyber crystals were only a nickel. <laughs> uh, point points going to Brent there because <laughs> because space wizard. I, I, well, I mean, there's that, and also he, he made a very valid point, and I, I think Chris Angel would be the one to ask you for $5. Um, in your opinion, which wizard would make the best dungeon master or, or game master for any kind of tabletop game? Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Dumbledore. Because uh, I think he, he enjoys uh, being aware of any problems or situations, but like not necessarily getting in and, you know, he's always at Hogwarts presiding, but not a lot of intervening on things. So yeah. I feel like he likes to know the whole the story in the back. He likes that control, you know. He, he lets things happen. Yeah, he likes to be able to put some distance between that's, himself, that's and, himself and, other, and other people. Somebody he would be like in in high school like the person that likes to start the stories going between people like you're never gonna believe what i heard so-and-so said about you like you're do you like, want to do you want to tell you like i'm gonna go with saruman really because he's really good at throwing curveballs i think he would have you on a really straightforward story and then just fucking like out of nowhere throw some really good adventures in do you have to play the game at his place though because there's all those like that is that is a good point it would be a very ominous evening of gameplay yeah it it also would be a treacherous trip getting there 
He definitely does not have Wi-Fi. No, oh, no. Oh, no. no. You, he's he's kind of like the crotchety old grandpa. Like, your phones stay at the door. Worm tongue, take their phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been playing since first edition. Oh, yeah. Is it like everybody, like, he always wants to host and everybody tries to get out of it and then... The few times we can't make it work, like uh, I guess we're gonna play at Saruman's house this week. But yeah. I, I think I think everybody would kind of like you wouldn't want to play, but you're always you always end up having a good time. Saruman definitely insists on coasters. Oh yeah, you can't would, get the water on any of his books. He it's would just ruined. ride your ass for that. They're all first edition prints. <laughs> Most of them. coasters. <laughs> Most of them are only edition prints. Mm. <laughs> I, I think the only times it gets really weird is when he decides he starts he wants to sing like Christmas carols to you. You guys do know that Christopher Lee released like five Christmas carol CDs, right? I do now. I did not. Oh shit! Yeah, they're all hard. They're like fucking death metal Christmas carol CDs. Well, I know what's going to be our outro music for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, man, I gotta go with Dumbledore as DM ah. because mm-hmm. honestly, Saruman's house sounds like the worst place to play D and D, and also no ambient light. Like, yeah, there, there's there's no there's no natural light in in the place, mm-hmm. and also he's just he's so creepy. <laughs> he he would be the dungeon master from 4chan. He would be the one to like get too real in this made-up world. Yeah, I guess describing how people died would be a little too real with him. I I mean, like, uh, okay, but you know that describing how people die is... Fun. ...a part of D&D. Yeah. But I think he would get too into it. Yeah. So I will will gladly take the points, but I will say I bet um, there's always beer at Saruman's place. Like... I don't think there, I don't think there's any beer. You can't drink at Dumbledore's if you're playing D and D. You know. Well, think of all the things that the hobbits found after they flooded it. Yeah. He's got some good weed and he's got some good beer. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore would have like lemonade and seltzer for everybody. Maybe <laughs> and like chocolate frogs. And chocolate frogs. And chocolate frogs. Booger flavored jelly beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've played a joke. Everyone gets boogers. <laughs> The guacamole tastes like toe jam. (laughs) (laughs) And the sea salt is actually dandruff from my beard. Oh, God. At least there's good food and beer at at Saruman's. It's true. Saruman's. But it's like everything's always kind of like wet. You know what I mean? They've got like a sheen on it in his place. He's, He's that old person who keeps the house way too warm, so it's always humid. Who gets it, David? I get it. Neither one. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> the points are null and void. No one gets them anymore. <laughs> no one gets points. You argued out of points. <laughs> uh, man, I just it's playing at Saruman's house that that really kills me that I, I don't want to do yeah. it. I don't I don't want to drive there. I don't wanna I don't wanna be there. The longer I'm there, the more I'm wishing I was home. I, I gotta go with Dumbledore. Like it, it's it's gonna be a quicker game, and, and I'll I'll bring my own snacks. But at least I won't feel like you know I'm gonna get punched by a troll for no fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Probably in a better neighborhood too. Absolutely, it is. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Saruman's tower is like in the middle of BFE. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else around. And there is a big dam right next to it. I mean, it's it's a pretty precarious oh, situation. Yeah. No. He he uh he can't. He's on a floodplain, man. He can't get insurance. Bad insurance. Yeah. yeah. If it's it, I mean, I am the moderator for the last round, so I I think I get to to declare the winner is me. Um Okay. It was me all along. <laughs> we didn't even um, Yeah. What? I'm pleased. <laughs> the winner David's all the, the way down. <laughs> The, the winner was friendship. Um. All right, so we'll uh, we'll we'll catch everybody next time on versus and. Yeah, thank thank you for listening to our beta episode. Sure.
Versus And is produced by Brent Lacey, Nolan Lacey, and David Hallman. The show is edited by whoever feels like it this month. The theme music is composed by and provided courtesy of Kevin McLeod. Versus And is a production of Final Blank Media. Some of the most common problems with a Ford Escort uh, have, have been things like uh, the car not starting because of the oil conta- uh, contamination in, in distributor. Uh, wait, what? Can we cut that, please? Sure, yes. <laughs> Nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs>